I'm Kurt Benkert, and this is Pocket Presence, powered by Sleeper. Welcome back to another episode. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm glad that you're listening and spending it with me. I feel honored. But I'm not going to keep you here too long because we got some games to talk about. We got to cut to the chase, and we have some really cool matchups, some teams that need a win, some teams that playoff positioning, and some teams that are on the outside looking in. So let's waste no more time. We're going to dive right in. Of course, we got to talk first about the Packers and the Lions. This is an interesting game, and I'm going to be honest up front. I think the Lions should win this, and there should be no question about it. But this game is going to tell you a lot about the Packers, what they're made of, what the coaches are able to do, and what are their young playmakers going to be able to do to step up with even more missing people out. Last week, we had a big week from Jaden Reed, and I'm looking to you again, Jaden. Need a big game, and I would love to see him get involved in the offense and the run game again. Maybe not even just on reverses, but I think he's a guy that could end up in the backfield some. You know, a little bit of a Jameer Gibbs type deal. Maybe line up in slot. I think Jaden Reed is the one guy on that offense that can do it all. The other thing that I want to see is I want to see the Packers lean on Romeo Dobbs as a true wide receiver one, give him chances to make 50-50 contested catches, and stretch the ball downfield early. Don't wait until you have to. I think those two things, paired with A.J. Dillon getting his four yards of carry, really want four and a half, five this game if you do it, and Jordan Love playing a super clean game, taking care of the football, that's really what the recipe needs to be on offense to have a chance. The biggest question in all of this is what is Joe Barry's defense going to be able to do to stop that insane Lions offense? There is no question about it. The Lions offense has a bunch of playmakers all over the field. You know that it's going to feature Gibbs, Montgomery, Monroe St. Brown, and occasionally Laporta. Been a little sleepy the last few weeks, but they got their guys back. Can Joe Barry keep them under control? Can they force turnovers like the Bears did last week? Take the lead early. That's what we're going to need to see out of them. And the other thing, too, is you're going to have to contest them. You're not going to be able to give them a free four, five, six yards a pop, like you typically see in this Packers defense, and expect to win this game. So, tall task. Do I think they can do it this week? Not really. I think the Lions are going to roll. I want to see the Lions' defense play better, flipping the script. I want to see their defense off the field more often. That comes back to you, Jared Goff. Don't throw interceptions. Don't turn the ball over. This whole game is going to come down to the ball, who turns it over, who doesn't, and who can convert on third down. So I'm excited to see it. That's what's at stake for this game. How do I really think it's going to play out? I think that the Lions are going to run the ball really well. I think they're going to hit their play actions. I think they're going to look like they're in rhythm. Monra St. Brown's going to get his targets. Gibbs is going to get his targets in the pass game. And Montgomery's going to get his targets slash carries in the run game. And I think they're going to try to feature those three guys as heavy as possible. Maybe a few Laporta pop-out plays, you know, four or five receptions. I think that's what the offense for the Lions is going to do. And I think it's going to be enough to win the game. With that, we got to move over to the next game. Cowboys Commanders. I think we all know how this should go. But as my friend Tyler Blevins says it best, the Cowboys, you never know. I do know, though, that the Cowboys beat up on bad teams. Allegedly, they haven't won a game by less than 20 points, I believe, this year was a stat that I heard. So every game that they've won, they've blown someone out. But they've also lost games where they do not do that. So this game, to me, all comes down to Sam Howell. And is he going to protect the football? Is he going to be able to get explosive plays without risking it? And what are they able to do? What is Riverboat Ron going to muster up and conjure up for this Thursday activity? 
I don't think much, dude. I think this might be the end of the road for Riverboat Ron. I think that Sam Howell is going to have a really tough time against that Dallas Cowboys defense. And I think that this might be the chance that CeeDee Lamb gets to have like 150 receiving yards, goes off. If I know anything about the Cowboys, like McCarthy, all those guys, they love the limelight. And if they're going to be on national television, do you think they're going to have you in a snooze fest? I don't think so. I think that the Cowboys, in all aspects, need to be hammered. All your entries, on your yards, your completions, all of it. And we'll build an entry later this episode that includes a lot of Cowboys because I think that they're going to have a huge game. I think CD right now is playing lights out. I wouldn't call him the best in the game, but he's playing really good football and Dak's delivering. And even last week, like they didn't even play in the fourth quarter and they had a fine game. I'm excited, actually, to watch the Cowboys on Thanksgiving just mollywop, old term, the Commanders. We'll see it. Probably the biggest matchup implication-wise of Thanksgiving is going to be this last game. 49ers Seahawks in Seattle. I don't think that the 49ers lose this game. I don't think there's any way in hell they lose this game. The Seahawks are one of those teams that could beat anybody, but always find a way to lose. If you look back at last week, mismanagement at the end of the game, making a field goal longer than it needed to be. They miss it and lose the game. They should have won against the Rams in division. That's that's going to hurt, and I think that's going to bleed over into this game. They lost Kenneth Walker. Dino Smith hasn't really been healthy all year. He had a knee for about a month. Now he's got an elbow injury on his throwing shoulder, got that big old brace on his arm. I think he's going to have a really tough time against this 49ers defense. Dino's not as mobile as he was at the beginning of the season. He's got to drop back and see Chase Young and Nick Bosa screaming off the edge with Fred Warner in the middle. That's not really a good recipe for a good game. I think that the Seahawks are too streaky, and they're not going to have enough firepower and explosive plays to do much against this 49ers defense. And 49ers with their weapons back, dude. Shanahan's got his toys like we always talk about. I think that Brock Purdy's going to have a hell of a game. This feels very much like the Cowboys game to me. Like Cowboys 49ers are almost a lock of the century for me this week. And I think the Lions are too, but I think that this Thursday slate could be completely one-sided for all of the expected teams to win. With it being super one-sided though, this could be huge for your fantasy implications. Fantasy playoff races are heating up. I know mine are. One of my leagues, I'm in fourth place, should make the playoffs. And I just made a blockbuster trade. We'll talk about it later. And then in my other league, I'm fighting and I'm, I'm scratching, I'm clawing. I'm on a four-game win streak on the outside looking in. And these games matter. And what I need are big offensive performances from the good team. So give it to me. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. We have double action. Follow-up, Friday football. First time in the history of the NFL, I believe. Black Friday football? Somebody fact check me. But we got another wild game. Dolphins, Jets. The Jets taking Timmy Boyle behind center. Going to lead them to victory, maybe? Probably not. I'm going to bring us back down to reality. I think that this is the week that the Dolphins go and handle business offensively against a really good defense. And I think it's going to be aided by ball control, possession. What the Jets' offense is lacking, I think, is going to bring more juice to Dolphins offense, just as the game script goes. But I'm expecting a really big game from Tyreek Hill. And I think this is going to be the game that, like, okay, the Dolphins can play well against a good defense. The Dolphins defense does not have to do a whole lot to win this game. We get that. But this is what can Tua do against one of the top defenses in the league? And I'm really excited to see. That's all I'm watching this. How does Tua manage 
this ferocious front from the Jets when they just keep pinning their ears back and you know what kind of game it's going to be. So I can't wait to see it. Friday action, man, what a weekend of football. You're telling me I only have to wait one day between NFL, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday? I'll take it. I love this. Let's see what happens. Let's talk fantasy. We're going to start with the starts of the week. And one of the things that I love right now is how CJ Stroud is playing football. Obviously, we talk about him a lot. But I love it so much so that I traded away Patrick Mahomes because I'm so confident in CJ Stroud's ability to lead me to the promised land. I had a blockbuster trade this week that include a Kelsey and Mahomes stack for Tyreek Hill and a few other pieces. And I think that right now there are some quarterbacks that have been fringe starters for me that you should really consider starting over these guys that have just been QB1s for the longest time. Like Matt Stafford, he's not a start for me. I know we're talking starts right now, but you should be looking to start guys that are producing. For the most part, Sam Howell, he's a good fantasy quarterback. Like he should be playing over Stafford. I mean, you look at guys like Sam Howell, and he is the number four fantasy quarterback this year. And who would have thunk it? You have guys like Dak Prescott, who's now a must start. He's sixth right now in fantasy. You have C.J. Stroud, like I just talked about, who's eighth. And then looky here, Joshua Dobbs. He is the seventh QB right now. Ninth overall fantasy player this year, according to Sleeper. And it's, Josh Dobbs, you could have got on waivers for a while, man. And he is, again, last few weeks, 24, 24, 25, 18. How many guys drafted a quarterback second, third round that they're just not performing? It's time to cut. Ford, play guys that are playing well. Don't be so tied to a name that's been a household name for a while. Patrick Mahomes, I'm looking at you. Be willing to move on and trade for some capital. Buff up your other positions. My trade deadline was this week. Needed to take advantage. That's how you win fantasy leagues. You got to make moves all year long up until the last moment. Another guy that I'm going to say I'm 100% in on is Jalen Warren. He is insane. He's playing lights out. Even though the Steelers offense sucks, he is like one of their lone bright spots. And them firing Matt Canada should be a positive. I would say sell on Najee Harris. That's the equal and opposite sit. And I think that it's Jalen Warren's season for the rest of the year. When he touches the ball, it just looks different. And you should feel comfortable with him in your lineup. I would say one more like flex receiver, maybe even wide receiver two potential, depending on how decimated you are, is Nico Collins. He's not getting the sexy Tank Dell 150 yards, whatever, touchdown game. He's giving you targets, and he had 11 targets last week, seven receptions, 65 yards, no touchdown, a 10-point game. Solid for a flex player if you're decimated. But the cool thing is he is wide receiver number 17 right now in fantasy, and he's had a bye week, and he missed a week. That says a lot. And knowing the rest of his schedule and what it looks like, you got Jacksonville, whose pass defense isn't that great coming up. You have... Broncos, and you have the Jets, which those should be decent. They're vulnerable, especially against the Texans with how they're playing offense. But then you got teams like Tennessee two times later in the year and the Colts. He's a guy that could find his way into your lineup every single week moving forward as a flex. The other thing, too, is these starts are like guys that are maybe fringe guys. I'm not just going to talk about all the guys that everyone knows every week is starting. But this is a guy that you should not start yet, but you should have him ready on your roster. He's available in like 80% of leagues. Get Rico Dowdle, the backup running back for the Cowboys. Right now, he's not going to be in any starting lineups. He should not be. 
But if anything happens to Tony Pollard or if they get closer to the playoff push towards the end of the year and they start seeing that he is more explosive, like he has been consistently with the ball in his hands, I would not be shocked to see him getting more burn and on third downs and passing situations. He looks more explosive right now, and I don't think that the Cowboys are going to be too stubborn to not give Tony Pollard the ball and put Rico Dowd on the game. So just keep that one for the back of your mind. If, if he's available in your league, go stash him now. Running backs get hurt often, and that be a season winner for you. So we'll see how it plays out. Now for my favorite part, the sleeper picks. If you guys do not know how sleeper picks DFS works, it's simple. Choose two or more of your favorite players with their lines of whatever stat you like from either pregame or live. You pick more or less on the predicted stats, and you can win up to 100 times your money if your picks win. The more players you stack into an entry, the more the multiplier gets up to that 100 times cap, and you win money. The cool thing right now with Thanksgiving is that there are some promos that discount these players' lines by anywhere from 20% all the way down to 99%. We got a freebie for you. So I'm gonna build my favorite entry of the week. I'm gonna build an eight pick entry. So the multiplier is gonna be crazy. Chances of it hitting are slim, but we're gonna have one freebie pick in there. Sleeper, obliged. And if you are feeling ever so daring, you could even take some of these that I really believe in and mix and match them in your own entries with two to three people at a time, maybe even four. Give yourself a little bit of a better chance to hit but I'm gonna put eight in an entry and see what happens. Let's dive in. And we're gonna start with our very first gimme from Sleeper. They have their Thanksgiving promo. Dak Prescott, welcome to the entry, my guy. All we need is you to throw for one passing yard and we hit your portion of the entry. So we're gonna add you to our contest. Next thing, let's go and stay in that same game because we have some parts of it that I really like. And I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think the Cowboys are going to throw the ball a lot. And I see Brandon Cooks slithering down there with two and a half receptions. I'm going to take him and add him to our entry. He's had nine and three in the last two weeks. And he didn't really play in the fourth quarter last week because the Panthers suck. So give it to me. I like it. I think he's going to have over three receptions easy. So we have two of our eight pieces on this entry dialed in now we're going to keep it in the game like we said sam howell i see your completions i see what we've done the last month i like it and we're going to take 25 and a half completions hit the over and add sam howell to our entry we're heating up and to make things a little more interesting i really really like throwing michael gallup up there and not score a touchdown because i don't think he's going to get in the box throw it down under and then one more piece to this puzzle. Give me Ferguson three and a half receptions. He has had a really good year, and he didn't even play in the fourth quarter like we talked about last week, and he already had three. Weeks prior, he had four, seven, and four. Give it to me. Ferguson, welcome to the entry. That is five from one game. And again, I like going game heavy. I like working backwards from the game script. How do I think it's going to go? And this is what I really like for this. So let's keep it rolling. Five out of eight. Now. Let's go to the Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions. I like a lot in this game too. Jordan Love, 19 and a half completions, over. He's going to be playing from behind. He's going to have to throw the ball. In the last four weeks, he's had 24, 20, 21, and 27 completions. He gets it done this week. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it in advance. Go to the other side of the ball, the Lions. Who can you count on consistently? Amon Ross St. Brown, six and a half receptions. He's had eight and eight in the last two weeks. He had six against the Vegas Raiders, which they have a pretty good defense. 
prior to that, dude, he had 13 against the Ravens, 12 against the Bucks. It's been a really good five-week stretch. Let's make it six. Big game on Thanksgiving. I like it. That's seven out of eight for us right now. And the final leg that we need to bring this bad boy home, give us Jameer Gibbs receiving yards over 28 and a half. If you go back and look at Gibbs, in the last four weeks, he's had 59, 35, 37, and 58 receiving yards. He's featured. He's getting his targets. And there's no way would that this does not bring it home. A lot of action has to happen. Right now, this is looking like a 35x multiplier. $100 makes 3500 I like it. I like it a lot. Especially with Dak Prescott being our gimme. We're going to submit. We're going to bring this bad boy home. And I like it, man. I did it. I submitted the entry. Let's see how it plays out. I like it. And again, if you're not one to put together an eight-piece nugget, go get you a small fry. If you're into it, if you're doing DFS, if you're already playing, I like these a lot. A mix and match should do well. And I'm excited to see how Thursday plays out. Let's ride. That will do it for another episode of Pocket Presence. I appreciate you guys spending your Thanksgiving morning with me. I hope it's filled with great times with your family, friends, some really good food. And let's have Thursday football action. It's been heating up. Year started out not so good on Thursday, but I think on Thanksgiving, you have no choice but to get good football. We even got a bonus of more football tomorrow. I'm your host, Kurt. Thank you for being here. Until next time, see ya.